All right. What is up, guys? Welcome back to Fit Body Secrets, where my mission is to bring you guys inspiration, motivation, and a ton of tips to help you guys on your fitness journey. And I cannot believe it's like been a week and I am still sick. I am like, oh, but I'm at the tail end. Like I actually have more energy. I'm actually showing up in like my day and actually feel like, oh, this is what it feels like to be alive. But dealing with like the post nasal stuff and the congestion is just annoying. Um, but today's episode, I mean, timely, it's a Sunday morning, but I want to talk to you guys today about cheat meals. And I want to start by just talking about how good cheat meals can feel in the moment. I mean, talking about some epic cheat meals that I've had in the past, I can remember times where I would go out and we're like, we're going for pizza. And I would literally order a pizza and I would be like, nope, you guys get your own. I'm ordering my own pizza. And whether I could finish it or not, or not, I wanted to be able to have the ability to finish it, not worry about other people taking my portions. And I could literally eat half a pizza and, you know, feel sick the next day. I mean, I can think about the times where I would do the pizza and then we would go for ice cream afterwards. Um, burger and fries, another big epic cheat meal after a a big competition heading over to five guys and be like, man, I am smashing some burgers and some French fries. I'm going to wash it down with a milkshake. And, and just, it's just one of those things. And I, and I'm sure that a lot of you guys can relate to like in the moment of a cheat meal, you're like, this is so good. Like all the things going through your head, all the, all the stuff that's, you know, radiating off your tongue. You're just so awesome. But like the main thing here is like, is this really all worth it? And is this really affecting our results in a negative way or a positive way? So I want to kind of talk to you guys a little bit about cheat meals in general and take a different approach to what you guys might be used to here. Because I'm going to be honest, as I mentioned, there was a time in my life where cheat meals had a place in my life, but they weren't serving the purpose that I wanted them to and were often making me feel worse. And I've got a different approach that I'm going to share with you guys today that it's going to help you understand that you don't have to think about food as something that you're cheating on. And here's a great way to look at things. People in school might cheat on a test. You might be looking at the person next to you's answers and writing those things down on your own. Some people cheat on people in their relationships. They cheat on their relationships. They are married to somebody else and then they go cheat on their significant other with somebody else. There's ways to cheat, right? There's ways to cheat the system, right? Like not paying a bill and I'm just going to cheat my way out of this. You know, like whatever it might be, you might be cheating on. When it comes to food, we don't cheat on food. We don't cheat on a meal. What we might be doing is cheating ourselves out of a result or progress because we're navigating away from that. But we have this mindset that like if we enjoy something, it's a cheat from the norm. It associates that that food is not allowed. And it's a bad thing. And I'm going to go into that a little bit more, but just, I want you guys to remove the thought about there being cheat meals that are, as I change, breaking a agree, agreement, a truth, Damien, full, Damien made a great point. Cheating is breaking an agreement. Okay. So if you're cheating on a meal, I guess it, technically you're cheating on the agreement of like, you're sticking to something and now you're not doing that anymore. And I'm going to go into that because this is actually great for me for you to bring up, Damien. I'm going to bring that up again in a few minutes. Okay. So let's first of all talk about what is a cheat meal. 
Well, as I, as I looked at the definition of a cheat meal, it is a meal in which one, one's restrictive and meticulously calculated dietary regimen may be abandoned for a brief influx of prohibited foods without regards to quantity or macro micronutrient composition. So essentially it's breaking up your diet, breaking your a break from your normal diet for a, to allow to include some prohibited foods, per, bleh, allow to include some prohibited foods in quantities that are not measured. You don't care. I don't care how much I'm eating. I don't care what I'm eating. I'm eating whatever I want. And the problem with this is, there's, well, there's actually a couple of problems and we'll go into, but why do people use them? And this is part of the problem, right? Is psychologically, they feel like they've done so well and they've earned the right to take a break from that plan. That like their diet's been so good and dialed in that they've earned this right to be able to like have whatever they want. And then actually necessarily like not a bad thing, but you should never have to feel like you have to earn that right. We all deserve to have food, whatever we want it. I'm going to go into this more in a second. Two, psychologically, is their diet is so overly bland and restrictive and they feel like they need a break from that. Okay, this is, this is psychological reasons why people use them but also part of the problem is one, they earn their right Two, their diet is so overly restrictive and bland that they feel like they need a break from that. And three, they think that sometimes if they just feed that in a small controlled window, that they're going to somehow suppress their appetite towards those foods and make it easier for them to consume less of them going, going forward. So maybe you can relate to, okay, I'm going to have this tonight, but come Monday morning, I'm back on track and I'm not doing this again for a long time. Okay. Some psychological reasons as are now physiological reasons is another reason why people might use them. And also part of the problem is they might be very low on energy. Their mood might be off there. They might be getting cranky. Um, they might be getting extreme hunger cues. Maybe they're getting a bunch of cravings. All of these things are reasons why physiologically a person might be more conditioned to have a quote unquote cheat meal. But this is also these physiological and psychological reasons are where the problem lays because it comes down to laying the problem isn't the cheat meal. The problem is the diet they're using and that the diet that they're using is so restrictive that they feel the need to take a break from their diet. Now, there are times when we are going to be manipulating calorie intake to create fat loss, in which case you might need to be take a break. I mean, might need to take a break from the amount of calories you're eating to allow your body to feel better. And with that comes higher calories and maybe a little bit more of an inclusion of more calories for fun foods because you don't have to be so limited on things. But the problem isn't the cheat meal. The problem is the plan that you're using to get the goals that you want or the dietary protocol that you're using to live by. Okay. Another big problem I think that people run into with quote unquote cheat meals and when they end up coming into frequently is that we are all conditioned to love the way it feels in the moment. Instant gratification always overpowers delayed gratification when you constantly feed it because it gives you an instant feeling of whatever you're looking for, whether it's a break from being, you know, bored or tired. It's, oh my God, you know, that the taste that you're feeling, it's all instant. You get this right away. There's no delaying with delayed gratification you're not going to get that. In fact, delayed gratification kind of feels shitty <laughs> in the moment. It feels shitty. It's you're sitting at the table and you're like, everybody else is smashing beer and wings. And I'm trying to get this, you know, 10 pounds off. 
And I need to stay consistent with my nutrition right now. But I also want that right now. And you know that in the moment, that food's going to taste good. But you know that saying no to it also is going to give you the gratification in two months from now when you've achieved the goal that you have for yourself. And you're like, damn, I look good. So it's knowing that that's also a part of this. So here's, the, like I said, the big problems is that the, the main reason for a cheat meal is that a person's diet is likely too overly restrictive. And they believe that in order for them to see results, they have to be so strict and dialed in. And it comes down to number two, that the changes that they're making in their diet aren't very sustainable long-term or enjoyable. And this is a big in people that do like a lot of these like 30-day things. I'm going to cut everything out, elimination style diets, going clean eating. I'm giving 100% effort to this. No, no, Nobody's going to stop me. I'm living out of my Tupperwares. I'm literally doing everything to a T. And that's usually where cheat meals run into a problem. So um, I do want to go into a couple of things that are kind of the opposite for you guys before I go into my methods for helping guys be more effective at creating a better plan is I do think there are some misconceptions about cheat meals. And I hate even using that word. Uh, number one is I think that people think it will all, it will undo all of your progress. And I, and I think that there is two ways to look at this is that if you are looking at calorie control, that yes, sometimes a cheat meal can completely undo, undo the, you might just be adding. So if you've restricted your calories all week and then you have a big cheat meal, you might just be adding those calories back in that you just cut out all week. So you basically just worked for nothing. And that is part of it. But it's not necessarily true that it's undoing all of your progress. Because if you typically eat those foods on a regular basis, you're eating them seven days a week, and now you're literally consistently eating them only in one meal a week, you've made a considerable change to your habits. And maybe it's just being a little bit more uh, flexible with the other six days to make that one day not be as bad, which is we're going to go into because we're going to break this cheat meal mindset. I think another misconception is this comes back to like the bodybuilding world is that like it's going to speed up your fat loss. It's somehow going to be this like metabolic boost and, and all of a sudden you're going to become this like fat burning machine. And there is truth behind some metabolic breaks, but the truth of an epic cheat meal causing that isn't really there because the reason or the science behind it was that like the increase in leptin will cause that to happen. But the problem is leptin doesn't stay uh, elevated long enough in order for it to produce any long-term effects. So that's kind of negative. I think another misconception um, is that it's going to lead to better diet adherence. We feel like if we um, break up the diet with these mental like cheat meal mindsets that we're going to be more compliant the other days. But the problem is, is that those foods still become like on our brain the things we're looking for. And when we talk about sustainability, uh, that's also not very sustainable long-term. You know, most people are going to end up starting to find that. And I also find that the more you cheat, quote unquote, cheat meal, um, the more likely you are to keep doing that. Like they start to become more frequent. So you might be really dialed in for 30 to 60 days. And then like you have one cheat day and then eh, that wasn't so bad. And then it happens again. And then slowly those one or two days start to sprinkling in more often. So I think your diet here actually goes down. So now that I've broken down the cheat meal mindset a little bit, um, let's talk about some of the other problems with cheat meal mindset and going into the mindset of how I'm going to help you guys out. Most people have to, I'm going to say this, ask yourself this, after a cheat meal, how do you feel? Okay. Does it leave you feeling happy and energized and excited? And the next day you wake up and you're like so much energy, or does it leave you feeling sluggish, guilty, frustrated? Okay. So 
is this cheat meal really worth what's going to happen afterwards? And I get it. We want to be able to include these foods in our diet, right? We don't want to remove them altogether. We'll talk about what these specific meals or foods and meals might be in a second. But there might be a better way for you guys to incorporate these things and not wake up the next day feeling like crap. So first of all, what are we actually talking about when we talk about cheat meals? For most people, they're not cheating on, uh, you know, having some extra sweet potatoes. That's just probably they're a little bit more hungry. They're going out, they're smashing the burger and fries, they're getting the pizza, they're getting the milkshakes, they're having copious amounts of sushi, whatever it is that they're looking for. They just want to be able to have that non-restricted feeling. But here is where we might be able to take a look at things a little bit differently. One of the biggest problems with these foods is they're super high in calories for the portion size, which is where people run into the mental battle of, I really want to have this, but I know that I can't control the amount of portion. So the first thing I'm going to talk to you guys is the importance of understanding how to maximize calorie intake for not only fat loss, but maintenance to allow you to be able to enjoy those foods in a bit, in a little bit bigger quantities without going over your calorie budget. So if you are chronically under eating, always eating 12 to 1500 calories a day, even as a male, I've seen this, whenever you want to have a meal that might be lower in density or lower in volume, like more dense and higher in calories, your body is still set up to, to store those extra calories because your body's adapted to low calories. So optimizing your calorie intake at higher calories will help you sometimes be able to afford a little bit larger portions. Also, when you are feeding your body enough food, it is a lot easier for you to control portion sizes because you're not always working in a deficit. Okay. So we want to make sure we're actually getting in enough calories overall in order for you to be able to fit those things in. Two is understanding how to party prioritize. So there are going to be periods of your life or days in your, your year where the amount of food you eat is likely not the, the big issue, right? Like, so Christmas, Thanksgiving, those bigger, those bigger meals are, we're meant to kind of like, I want to say overdo, but you are likely going to be a little bit overindulgent those days. However, if they're maybe 10 days out of the, or 10 meals out of the entire year, it's a very small portion of your overall dietary compliance. So learning how to party prioritize. And then part two of party prioritization is understanding how to moderate in there. And if you're given enough calories and enough macronutrients and you're feeding your body enough, it makes it a lot easier for you to moderate. When you spend time um, doing that it, and actually taking a look at calories and macros and you understand how those foods fit into the plan in those portions, it makes it easier for you when you're not doing those things to be able to eyeball things. Okay. Which is part number two is making sure that we're actually incorporating these foods during our fat loss phases to allow us to understand how our body reacts to them and actually visualizing those um, those portion sizes. So, and this is where I don't encourage people to completely remove foods from their diet only to know that they're going to be adding them back in. I want them to experience eating those things along the way, even if it is just intermittent, like here and there, because they, it's important for them to understand how they fit. Um, and then we're going to go into a couple of more important parts of this which is the sustainability of your diet. I already mentioned the importance of optimizing calories and macros, but your body and your brain don't think about calories and macros. Your body and your brain take about like, think about what do I actually enjoy eating? How satisfying is this meal to me? This is where making sure that you guys are making your food on a regular basis more enjoyable. 
That means if you find yourself liking things that are like saucy and cheesy, maybe you're finding ways to make healthier versions of those throughout the week. If you like pizza, why not make some of your own homemade like little pita pizzas and things like that that are incorporated throughout the week so you don't always feel like you're saving it for a Saturday night. So learning to make your meals and snacks more enjoyable earlier on in your dieting phase is going to be really helpful for you. And then the last one is to understand the importance of taking diet breaks and refeeds and calorie cycling. So I, I think about this as the most important part of a racing cheat meal mindset. If you are constantly feeling like you need a cheat meal, your diet is too restrictive, in which case setting yourself up with the right amount of calories and macros and building more enjoyable meals is number one. But two is knowing that like if you've been in a fat loss phase for a long time, it's okay to take some diet breaks, work on bringing those calories up to allow you to incorporate more calories and more foods, and that's going to help you be more successful long term. It also makes the reverse dieting process of your um, fat loss phase so much easier because you've mentally conditioned yourself to understand how that works into the plan. Lastly, most important thing is that you guys have to realize that when it comes to nutrition, there is no perfect plan and that the best plan is one that is flexible, flexible enough for you to follow seven days a week. Okay. Um, as I kind of end this with the cheat meal mindset is I want you guys to think about a couple of other things when it comes to cheat meals. I want you guys to really remove this thought about eating foods that you enjoy as a cheat. Okay. Is we all have lives that have schedules that might be different from Monday to Sunday. And sometimes you might have a social engagement on a Tuesday night. And if you're in the cheat meal mindset, a lot of times people often save those cheat meals for a Saturday night, which sets them up for a very unflexible approach to actually handling their social meals. Maybe your special occasion for the week is going to be Tuesday night. And that's going to be the day that you want to plan in a little bit higher calories, a little bit calorie cycling. That should work into the plan. And the main reason I'm talking about this is because I do think that the complete avoidance of portions, calories, and everything that you're eating is the wrong mindset because it sets people up to, to feel like if they're eating enough calories and they're eating big enough portions to feel satiated, that that is a bad thing. And at some point we have to be okay with being full and being okay with enjoying food and not feeling like that's a bad thing. So let's drop the meat cheat meal mindset, focus more on feeding your body a balanced diet that incorporates all foods, and more importantly, understanding where some of these, I like to call them hyper palatable foods, might fit into the plan in smaller amounts. Hopefully that was helpful for you guys. All right, I am late. I'm looking over my comments here. Um, here we go, going back to my comments. Hibachi and Brazilian steakhouses are great cheat meals. Yes, love that. Once again, these might be times where like you're moderating portions, you're not focused on fat loss, but it doesn't have to be some epic cheat meal. Like you should be able to go out and enjoy that and not stress about it. Better than beer and wings, baby. Love that. Um, looking at some other things here. All right. So Damien, you mentioned about feeling so guilty taking some steps back. Um, and I would hundred percent agree that this is the hard part is like when people have a cheat meal and they wake up on the scale the next morning at three pounds up and they freak out, it totally sucks. Um, I've started looking at added sugar on labels more than fat. Damien, I'm going to be honest. Here's what I'm going to recommend for you on this. When you guys are reading nutrition labels, it's okay to look at um, the sugars. I, I also look at sugars. 
Um, I look at fats. Um, I would look at, but I definitely say don't not look at fats. It's important, it's important to look at fat. Fat is the most calorie dense macro of them. But what I would also look at more so, Damien, is not just the added sugar, the amount of fiber in things. Um, and that's really important for people to realize. So added sugars, yes, but look at how much fiber is in it as well. If you look at what's in there that you're looking to get out of the carbs, it actually makes it easier for you to avoid things you're not looking at. So um, typically with the added sugars, less than 10 grams, I'm usually fine with. I was checking my ad space. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Okay, Damien, you've seen chicken crust. Uh, Damien, I have a really easy recipe for um, pizza crust. And it's only got two ingredients and it's actually pizza crust, not chicken. <laughs> so guys, if you're going to make a pizza, make it with pizza crust. I will, uh, I will send that to you if you want me to just, uh, shoot me a DM with your email address and I'll, or whatever, just shoot me a DM and I'll send it to you there. It's literally two ingredients. It's Greek yogurt and all purpose flour. It's so easy. So, um, but guys, hope this helpful, helpful where you, <laughs> I cannot talk. I am still sick. I feel like I'm like, I'm not even on medication right now, but I feel like I'm still like loopy. But um, guys, if this was helpful for you guys, please let me know. Um, I know the cheat meal mindset is super difficult to break, but it's also so important for people to realize that there's a better way to enjoy the food that you want without feeling guilty about that. Remember, we don't cheat on food. We cheat ourselves out of goals by not, by not allowing ourselves to find a plan that is actually sustainable for us to enjoy long-term. See y'all later.